Alrighty, everyone. This is the Ogre and the Ass podcast. Hey there, Eric. How you doing today, man? Doing all right. How about you? Oh, you know, man. Another day in paradise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gotta love it. So we're back here in the swamp. And first thing we want to do is say thank you to everyone out there for all the support we've been getting. We've been getting so many like, loving words, great support, people reaching out to us, people who want to come on the show. And it really is like that's so endearing to see. And uh, some for us is that we definitely want to get as many people on here as we can. Oh, people yeah. who can either give great advice like Arthur did last week. That was an amazing podcast oh, with him. Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely want to bring him back on. Yeah, because he definitely was the first one in a long time to convince me not to beat my kid's ass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a huge proponent of beating the kid's ass. And he was like, do it less and do it this way. It's like, oh, all right. I like that. Just get to a point of not doing it at all. <laughs> but absolutely. So I'm excited to bring people on here. People are excited for this podcast, and I always hope that we can deliver for them. And I just hope they know how much we do care about them as well. So jumping into this today, our prompt that we wanted to talk about was uh, what business should I start? Because I think a lot of us out there, uh, we always thought to ourselves, like, you know, what, what business should I start? Even if you don't know exactly what you're passionate about, you at least don't want to work for someone else. You'd like to be able to have your own company and just build that. And so, you know, not everyone knows what to do or where to start. So one thing I hope about today is that maybe we can even motivate someone or just give them a good idea of where to begin. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I definitely agree, especially like you mentioned, you know, a lot of people, they do their nine to five jobs. They come back from work, beat up, you know, messed up <laughs> and they just don't <laughs> feel motivated to start their own business. I can't right? blame them. You know, that's kind of the workforce in this day and age, especially the past 200 years is just grind and then just die, you know, right. Retire at 65 and die. <laughs> exactly. You don't have any good ideas of your own. So I would just figured, you know, like you know, Thomas said, find little things you can do. For example, there's things out there like Etsy. I've seen that artwork and that's beautiful Oh yeah, stuff. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like just as websites like Etsy where people can put their homemade stuff on there and sell it. They put their passion into into work for them, their hobbies. Oh yeah. Um, I was gonna say actually too, right behind uh, Thomas is the uh little uh, not the magic school bus, but it's the, from the Harry Potter <laughs> was it book four no, sorry, three, Prison of Azkaban. It's the midnight bus. And one of my friends in uh, southern Utah made this and he did a good job of it, and this is what he does on the side, but his main thing is sign language. But, oh, he, wow. but he does art, too, for, like, a, a fun gig. See, I always thought you just bought a picture of a bus from him. So that's really cool, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't know what it was. So I, that's the first time for me. So I'm hoping for those of you who know. But for oh, everyone yeah. who's, you know, watching this on YouTube, you can see it. Not very well, but you can still see it. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's just great. You know, people putting their passion into something and obviously selling it for themselves. And that's something that he enjoys doing. So I guess with this today, what we really want to get into is uh, a little bit of our own backstory. So for me... I know I would come home from work, I'd go to the gym, come back, and I was exhausted. Like, I, I just had next to no energy. And I just think, like, man, like, I don't, I don't want to go to work. <laughs> but yet, I still, have to, I still have to pay the bills. And I don't have anything in motion for myself. And I don't want to stop going to the gym because that's how I deal with work. <laughs> that's how I deal with my stress <laughs> from work. So it was like a bad cycle. You know, the gym took all my energy. And so I couldn't, didn't feel like I could do anything else afterwards. And then I'd have to go back to work the next day and I'd hate being at work and it'd give me so much stress. So I'd go to the gym and I'd lose all my energy. And yeah, just... a, it's a vicious cycle, Tom. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> it was definitely a vicious cycle for me. And so I remember I was sitting there one day in my room. It was actually, it was a night I couldn't sleep. And uh, I was just sitting there and I had, for whatever reason, I was like trying to watch YouTube videos. I was on Instagram, just sitting there. I was like, I just. I have so much energy right now, late at night, I have no idea why. And I was like, what do I want to do? And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to start a business. It was the weirdest thing. I've never done that. I feel like, like, you know, like a toddler does that. <laughs> but I really did. I went online 
which just went to Google first. And I was just really interested in marketing because uh, one of our friends who we actually hope to bring on here one day, talk, I just talked a little bit about some marketing he did. So I was just looking into it and I'm like, man, I can, I can do this. Right. You know? I can run my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm just like, I can do the simple stuff. I can run digital marketing online for people. I can go and introduce myself to people too. And like build a network, build connections. That's, that's easy. And so that night I made my own website. I think it was on ConvertKit, just something really small and simple. And I was so excited about yeah, it. I remember and that too. It's like, yeah, he's really going to work on this. It was, <laughs> wasn't hard back then. ConvertKit yeah. did most of the work. <laughs> now I do it by myself. But wait, that, wait. <clears throat> out of curiosity for the people who are interested, what is ConvertKit? Oh, ConvertKit is just this website you can go to where you can build websites or landing pages, I should say. So it wasn't much of a website as a landing page. So is it like Bluehost or is it part of Bluehost? Oh, no, no, no. It's... Bluehost, there's so much more to offer. So <laughs> I, I could sit here talking forever about it. But with ConvertKit, for anyone who's starting out and they just need a landing page, like I always recommend that. Really easy. Yeah, there's a subscription that's needed for it. But eventually, if you get enough subscribers, there's, an, there's a subscription subscription you have to get for it. But anyway, I just went on there, made my landing page, and I was just now going to go show it to people. And uh, the company I created was Rough Stone Marketing. And I just... Love the name. I don't know. It just kind of rolled off the tongue. Did all this at like 3 a.m. <laughs> well, you know that too. Like just everything's going complete rough draft. And I just rolled with it. And from that moment on, I had a digital marketing agency where I did a lot of reading up. I bought a marketing for dummies book and I would like watch YouTube videos about social media marketing, uh, email marketing, uh, seeing stuff about like funnels, learn, like just learning so much about it. And how, like, for me, what I really wanted with that company was to help start smaller companies. Because the more I learned about it, I was like, oh, this is actually really easy. There's a lot of stuff you can do. It's really simple to grow in your local community. And then from that point on, obviously, you can grow more and more. But people always wonder, like, well, how do I get off the ground? Like, where do I begin? And it starts with small steps. But first, you have to know what you want to do. And for me, why I picked digital marketing is because I was so tired at the end of every day. After the gym, I was just like, well, it's not hard to stare at a computer. I can do that. I can respond yeah. to emails. I can get on a computer. I can do stuff like that. And that's really where I started. And from there went on to now I can, like I design websites for people, which I really enjoyed doing. <clears throat> um, learning more and more about like social media marketing, especially how we're trying to do that here too. And I think this is a great test run also just for our own uh, podcast as we have the Instagram page. Now, please go check that out. The Elgrin, the ass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put in our own plug. Right, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Got to make it. Kinda dog, sound, dog world. I know, right? Kind of sounds like love me on this page right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. But and just the ideas that we have coming soon. Some like stuff we're really excited to start releasing. Um, I know, for me personally, like I, I see a, a, everything I've learned and I've helped other people with. I'm happy now we can apply this to ourselves. But kind of getting back on track, what business should I start for the person who's sitting there? First and foremost what are your hobbies? You know what I mean? Like everyone has hobbies and mm -hmm. something you can grow off of. Oh yeah. I was going to say for, um, for me, I don't mind manual labor if it's definitely my business. And so something I've been spitballing with, uh, you know, Thomas and a few of our other friends is this, uh, you remember back in Rexburg, we were talking about picking up shit, you know, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of brought it up back then, you know, but it wasn't until like the last year or two now living in Utah and Provo now that we've definitely been talking about it a lot. And so that's something I've noticed. Because think about it, Tom. We're in Utah, full of white people. What do white people have a lot of? <laughs> think about it. What do they have a lot of? Pets. Yeah. What kind of pets? Any type of pet you think of. But the ones that shit on the ground. All right? <laughs> so me being me, 
I have no problem with saying, hey, I will pick up this shit for so for such an amount of money. Yeah. And I can do this like once every two weeks or whatever the you know the bundle package is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I have no problem doing that. You know, it's only a few hours out of my time. I make my own schedule. And so that's something I can definitely do. And more importantly, you know, uh, one thing Thomas mentioned was, uh, you know, doing these small steps, but also having the energy for it and the enthusiasm. For example, he didn't go to school to Google these things. He didn't, you know, you didn't go to, you know, university at all. Any know? institute, yeah. No, yeah. I was just, uh, unless you want to count YouTube University, that's it. Oh, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything I've learned about cars, either from like one particular mentor or YouTube. Exactly. Like, Everything right there. So that, that's one thing I would recommend. You have the energy to just Google these things, YouTube these things, because um, I do want to say if, if it was uh, three elite marketing and Thomas that definitely, you know, motivated me to actually go out more and do these social media things. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we live in this great age of the Internet. Right. So let's yeah. make it useful to us. You know, just don't use it to beat your meat, you know? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying it's more often than just beating your meat on it. Okay. All right? You know, yeah, we are. We're getting there. Okay. Yeah, we're there. And we're crossing boundaries. We don't care now. <laughs> yup. <laughs> yup. Got to appreciate it. But, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say about Tom. Just have the energy to do it. Yeah, and, you know, finding that energy can be hard, too. So, for someone listening right now, they're, you know, they're listening to us ramble right now. We're about 10 minutes into this. And they're still wondering, okay, like, so how does this affect me? What do I do? Okay, so let's just say as someone, you just have a hobby, you like to read. I knew a guy in college. Something he did is that he would, he had his own business where people could send them their essays that they'd, like, that they needed to get a good grade on. And he'd charge them like $25 to $50, depending on like the length of the essay. Hmm. That's and, smart. Well, yeah. And, hmm. but he was also someone like he did it for, like, with himself for a little bit. And then he's like, I'm kind of like getting overloaded. People are always sending me essays. And then he's also like, well, and I also don't want to do this. I want to do my own thing. So then he'd actually hire out other people and just say like, hey, read this essay for $15. Just proofread it. And so people would do it. They're like, that's an easy 15. Read someone's essay. Hmm. So let's just say, again, he's getting paid 25. He'd pay them 15, keep $10, and he didn't do any work. <laughs> he just hired out the work to someone else. And it wasn't like he was making thousands or tens of thousands of dollars, but he was making money while going through college. And all he had to do was just... Find someone who needed a good grade on this essay and hand it over to someone who was good at proofreading. And that was this whole shtick right there. I feel like when you're trying to start a business, everyone thinks it has to be like the next Google. You know, next YouTube, Walmart, Target, whatever. And it doesn't have to be that. Your hobby can become something like greater and something just that brings in this passive income. But then also when you're tired of doing it yourself, because obviously people will get burnt out in their own hobbies. You find people and you can get them to do the same thing. You know, we live in a college town now. How many people do you think we could find if we were just like, hey, we have this like, idea of just, you just have to proofread this paper. We'll pay you $15 to do it. We could get a lot of people who'd do it. I'd do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just $15. I have to read up some papers. Like, I'll read a book for free anyway. Yeah. In fact, I'll pay you for a book and then read it. <laughs> let alone someone's going to pay me to read their essay. So there's all sorts of different things too. So that's just with one. Like if you just have the hobby of reading, then get into proofreading. Um, something too that you could just do go on Google or yeah, go to Google or go to YouTube and just YouTube how to change, uh, the oil in a car. Okay. And that's to say that was your only skill. Well, there's still people who need that done. And you'd be surprised how much a community wants to get around a small business. Just like, I think this podcast is a great example of that. How many people have been supporting us saying like, Oh, I can see this blowing up. You guys are doing great. You guys are awesome. You guys are going out there and doing something. 
when people see that you're trying to do more, they always want to support you because that's what, you know, that's, that's what all these big businesses started off as something small and everyone knows what it's like to want to pursue a dream. When I started my digital marketing agency, there's a lot of people around me who are asking questions like, so like, what did you do next? Like, how did you get this going? And what, like all these other questions. And you could tell that when you did something, it inspired the people around you. When I did it, there's people around me who's like, man, I, I really want to do something too. Yeah. And guys, like it's, it doesn't have to be the most difficult thing in the world. Break it down to its most simple things. What are your hobbies and how can you make money doing it? And not saying you're going to make tens of thousands of dollars your first month, but then if through volume, you can get it up to something like that. My brother right now washes windows. That's not something new age. That's not some nuanced idea. He just washes windows. But through volume and people wanting to support a small business, he's doing wonderful for himself and now. damn, can he wash those windows? Right? Yeah, it's a good window. <laughs> See right out of him, right? But a lot of people too, you'd think like, well, why would I want to wash windows? Like, I wouldn't pay someone to wash my windows. I'd just clean them myself. There's a, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people out there who don't want to do things for themselves. Right? Like, look at DoorDash. And what's the other one? That's- DoorDash is the laziest thing. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. It's a smart idea. I did it today. Yeah. I really did. Uh, that's, what, that's what that was. That's huh? what the other one. Yeah, the, door, the, the doorbell. Yeah. Yep, okay. you, know, you caught me. Fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Ogre's got to eat, too. <laughs> no, man. I need me some more betters. <laughs> But that was it. It's like they just found like, oh, people don't want to just drive 10 minutes down the road (laughs) to go grab something. They want it brought to them. And it's not like it's probably every day the same customer, but it's they got enough volume of people who just want it occasionally, like once a month or so. Enough people liked it. And look where it's become. You know, it's funny. I've been doing that enough to where I got people who know me you Stop know, pretty it. well. Yeah, Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. One guy texted me. is like, yeah, I do. I usually come to your house pretty quick. I'm sorry I'm late. I'm like, oh, it's okay, bro. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it. He's acting like he knows you personally. <laughs> What's your social security number? <laughs> Seriously. But I get it, though. You know, some people really, you know, enjoy doing that job. And so I respect those who take their job seriously. But that's right there, too. Something about even DoorDash is that it, it gives people an opportunity to get extra money on the side. Now, of course, they're doing it through a company, but I love that, though. Like DoorDash's whole thing is like, yeah, we get drivers really easy to sign up and get started. And they make a few extra bucks on the side. I think that's great. That's yeah. that's amazing. And for me, that was actually my point of rough stone marketing was to help other businesses start up, give them a little bit like a little bit of push or confidence, whatever they needed or strategy. And then they could go out and make money for themselves. Because yeah. I think that's what everyone lacks in the beginning is definitely that confidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've noticed, you know, me and Thomas, you know, especially me in particular, I've noticed that you know, I'm pretty good at just, uh, I want to say hyping up people, even <laughs> even when they don't need to be hyped right. up. You know, I was that dude. Being who, hype man. <laughs> exactly. Being a hype man. You know, I was that dude who was like, oh, you fighting? Beat his ass. Let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bet you won't swing first. <laughs> Bet you ain't about that life. <laughs> and <laughs> Run them things. <laughs> Run them, I mean. <laughs> And so, you know, so I feel like Thomas, that's definitely something I've learned to definitely try and use for people's businesses, hype them up because I have more faith in them doing their particular business than me doing their business. Like, for example, shit picking isn't for everybody, but I can make it a good thing. Doesn't mean you can make it a good thing. It just depends on the type of energy you put into it. And you know what? I think that's something we should talk about more is why people are going to ask, like, so why do you guys want to get into picking up like crap? And one thing about that is, so I remember I was like a 15 year old boy and my uncle was a. uh, he was trying to get his MBA, I believe, uh, through UC Davis. And he was just oh, talking to me about business. And he would just tell us, like, guys, like, start a business picking up dog poop. And we were like, what? I think like, that's where I got it from, actually. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it was him. It was, yeah. yeah. And that was it. And I'm just like, wait, what are you talking about? Dog poop? I'm like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> I didn't have a dog back then. So I'm like, what are you telling me for? Like, you know, I'm just a 15-year-old. I don't know anything. 
and he, I don't remember exactly what the project was or how he found out about it, but essentially like down in LA, picking up dog poop was like a $10 million business. I don't remember exactly. Please don't quote me on the numbers precisely, but that's what I remember hearing. This is like what, 25 years ago? Like 90s? 25 years ago? Eric, I said I was 15. I'm not that old. Oh, I'm sorry, you right. So I don't math. I'm sorry. I just make money. <laughs> sorry, I don't math. I just make money. Oh man, it's like 2010. Okay. You know, we said your uncle, I was thinking like one of your older uncles. That's why. Oh, but he was telling me back in 2010 about it when he was getting his MBA. And I just... I never forgot that. I was like, really? Like people will pay that much just in LA alone to pick up dog poop in our local area. And I'm not going to call them out, but there's a, there's a company here who does it. And it's just like, yeah, like there's a business for it because there's going to be weeks or months or days where people are lazy and like, I don't want to pick up dog poop. Mm -hmm. And of course you, maybe you get subscriptions. Maybe you get people who are like, yeah, just come do it every week or every, like twice a week. Or maybe it's just the occasional, I just don't want to go do it today. <laughs> and, and I'll pay five bucks to have someone come over, pick it up real quick and be gone. That, that, that was literally me when I was, you were 15. I think I was 13 when I first moved to Modesto. Yeah. So if I was 15 back in 2010, you were probably like 17, something well, like that. Yeah. No, I mean like when I first moved oh, though, okay. to like Modesto from the Bay Area, I remember our neighbor, he was, uh, he had a dog and mm -hmm. he had told me, you know, uh, I think like maybe a few months into me living there that he'd pay me every Wednesday to come in and pick up poop. Five bucks a Wednesday. I'm like, that's a good ass deal. Right. You Five know? bucks right there. Exactly. And so I did that every single Wednesday and I was, man, I took that job seriously. That was my first legitimate job and I took it very seriously. And I really enjoyed it too because I'd even sift through the shit and look at little dung beetles like, oh, this is cool. It kind of felt like Steve wow. Irwin, you know, like, okay. Corey, look at this. Okay. So never mind. You just ruined your whole image right there. <laughs> well, playing with dog crap. Well, because the bugs inside of it. All right. I, I kind of like insects too. Okay. At right? the time you wanted to be an entomologist. So yeah, that no, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So I was weird like that. Plus two, you know, watching Crocodile Hunter your whole life. Like, okay, I'm Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're playing with dog crap like i'm steve irwin i just want to get into it that's not a thing we don't whatever whatever i'm not gonna hate on your happiness man but uh I, that was just where we started with that idea so people might sit there and like well, like why dog crap it's because in la people will pay up to 10 million dollars for it you're not banking oh. on like i said making the next top-notch business but you could probably make enough to where you could leave your job or or just get enough to get yourself out of debt, something like oh, yeah. that. I was going to say a quick shout out to uh, the people in Kentucky. Now, there's people out there called the Amish and the Metanites. Same <laughs> yes. groups of people, but they do, they're technically a small business because they make anything from furniture to houses to barnyards to just food. And, <laughs> and I've been in their stores and their stores are delicious. So, yeah. So I'm just saying those people do small businesses, but the people pay them a lot of money for their business because they do good work. So that's a small business. I mean, technically, it's a whole clan of them, you know, but I'm just saying that's a small business that takes off in Kentucky because nobody really wants to make their own barnyards. So instead, they hire out the Amish community to do it and they do a damn good job. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. And it's just about one, the quality of work. And what someone can say, too, is like, let's say it is something as easy as proofreading, window washing, picking up dog crap. It's like, you know, that's not reinventing the wheel. There's not like, what's the quality really? Like with a window, it's like I see out of it a little more clearly, you know, and that's about it. But one thing, too, is just yourself. People want someone around who makes them feel validated, warm, whatever, welcome and just stuff like that, man. And how you approach people matters. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's I remember sitting down with a cousin once. And we were just talking about this going back and forth, but we were just saying like, you know, what's one of the big things you'll pay for when you go to a small business or anything? It's really, it's the customer service you get. 
I am going to pay more for someone if they make me feel like okay about myself when I go there. Yeah. You know, a big business doesn't care about you. They're not going to because and when you get the Karens in there who are like, I'm taking my business somewhere else. <laughs> Do you really think Walmart cares? <laughs> right. Does Walmart look like they're going for top-notch people? <laughs> have you been there at 3 o'clock in the morning? I have okay. a story. Okay. And people who have heard that story already, my Walmart story, clearly we're not bringing in like the top shelf people in there. You know what I mean? And saying that too, I also shop at Walmart, so I can say that. <laughs> I haven't been at Walmart in years. Yeah, I still go. Are you? Yeah, you know, Man. great value. <laughs> but um, no, and that's... That's just something there where you definitely can find that more like that appreciation from people who are trying to build that small business because you're going to see that passion in their eyes. You're going to see that stuff that they want to grow and they're going to work hard at it. Like window washing may not be a hobby. No one sits around and is like, so which one of your hobbies? Like, oh, I love window washing. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> Gets me so hard. <laughs> Why? Eric, I'm sorry. You can leave that part <laughs> out, man. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> but yeah. You know, no one has those hobbies, but what you can still do is still, you're going to be excited because like I'm doing something for myself, you know, and I, I think that's just the best part about it. And then once you do something for yourself, I think that's when you really begin to look outward too. It's like, man, I did this for myself. How can I help others? That's the point of rough stone marketing. When I did it was once I learned these things, I, was like, I just want to help other people start too. I love when you see the inspiration, the fire in someone's eyes and they say like, I've always wanted to do something. I didn't know what to do or where to start. And it's not a hard place to start. Find a hobby that you like. It, maybe if you're just like, um, I, th I, I don't want to sound like I'm stealing his stuff, but like Gary uh, Vanderchuk, he talks a lot about just flipping, going to garage sales, buying stuff, then putting them on eBay for. That's what David does, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. and that stuff works too. Yeah. But flipping, starting, yeah. yeah. Like motorcycles and all that stuff. Yeah, it's amazing how many people pay for refurbished things. I had a buddy who bought an old Honda Civic. I don't remember what he did to it. He just put in one extra new part and he sold it for two thousand extra dollars. Yeah, right there within a month, made two grand because he put one extra part into the Honda Civic and then he sold it. And that's the two thousand uh, before, like whatever that part cost. But still, I was like, that was really easy for him. It was, wasn't even a week's worth of work. Made two grand right there. Yeah, and yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say one thing too. I noticed is. Uh... People, or I guess, in your opinion, you would have to agree. People are probably afraid of the failure aspect. Oh boy, let's it. talk about yeah, that. Yeah, the failure aspect. What do you do if you get in someone like in front of someone like, uh, "Hey there, sir, I'm running a window washing business." You're like, "Get the hell away from me! I hate window washers." Like, you 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 paint the worst picture in your head of what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And it's just not like that. If people don't like you, they don't open the door, or that's if you're doing door to door knocking. But if you're not like <laughs> most people. Um, they just don't reach out to you. That's it. There's not really a failure. Yeah. Because where do you end up? Uh, right where you are. That's it. Now, if you're going for broke, you're going for a big fish. Um, and however that may look, I don't have the whole like strategy or scheme in my head, but then yeah, that's that's a rough go, and you're gonna you're gonna do a lot for it. Like you're gonna you're you're, you're gambling essentially, but your hard work is what defines it. I'm, I know I've said this before on the podcast, but it's something I say my, I'm going to say my whole life. And it's that the work praises the man. And I firmly stand by that. And so for people who do go for broke and even if they fail, I still love listening to their stories. Oh, yeah. I love and give them so much admiration. And you're like, well, that's a scary thing. Like, well, no, like imagine what they learned from it. I've never, I think, um, so back when I was living in Arizona, I had met a couple who started a restaurant and it did not go well. 
Was and the food bad or was the service bad? I don't I, They didn't, weren't going to tell me like, oh yeah, we just sucked at cooking. <laughs> no one's okay. going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess people didn't like roaches crawling around. Like weird. I thought they loved animals. Rice protein? <laughs> what, what the heck? <laughs> protein on legs. I don't get it. No. So no, um, it didn't work out for them, but they didn't let that stop them. Like they, they took from that and there's like, they still wanted to run a business and they kept trying and they tried different things and they just kept throwing stuff against the wall until something finally stuck. And now they, they, they had a great home and, uh, for them, like it was just, everything was always a learning opportunity. Now we're repeating stuff, obviously that people have said before, but it has to me, it has to be said over and over again because there's no way to get around it. Like you're going to have moments where you're scared, where you feel like maybe, maybe I'm not doing enough. I know I had anxiety just from launching this podcast. So just so everyone knows. Did you really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. You, you maybe you were asleep. I remember <laughs> I even so the day we launched our first three podcasts, I had to go for like an hour and a half walk. I'm going around. I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 You remember that? Yeah. I had to go for an hour and a half walk and I'm just walking around I'm like, what if the audio is bad in one of the parts and I didn't catch it? You're going to be a wreck when you have your first kid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's not even get into children. <laughs> I just need Arthur around. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where it was I had just had so much anxiety because everything that could go wrong was going through my head. And then we just started receiving so much positive support. People are like, hey, this is really awesome. This is fun. I'm like, well, really? Are you sure? Like this camera angle could have been better. Or, you know, I know our video quality isn't the greatest out there. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, it, it's funny because all the stuff that we nitpick ourselves on, nobody else saw that. that that's true. That, I have noticed that about me too. <laughs> I will definitely put myself in a box and say, gosh, I'm not doing this crap properly. I don't look right. But then when you talk to people, like you just mentioned, it's like, no, that actually look good. You actually look pretty good. You talk good. You know, I don't see any issues with you. It's like, wow, me and you are seeing two totally different things here. Yeah. yeah. And so I recommend that for people who have a little, extra, uh, a little bit of change uh, in their pocket that can go out and start something. So kind of getting back to what we were supposed to talk about is what business should I start? So we've talked about all sorts of things now, which is just, if you want to just read people's essays, um, just flipping stuff. And by the way, like if you, the more money you have, the bigger flips you can get into, like flipping cars and motorcycles, like our friend David does. And he makes quite a bit of money from that. And he loves it because he loves working on vehicles. Yeah. And so now let's say it's something else where you're like, well, I don't really want to do that. And I get that too, if you don't want to do certain things, but there's something out there for everyone. Oh yeah. In fact, I have to look it up. And if I can, I'll leave a link in the video below. And so if anyone sees the link, I'll put it in the description where I can. But there's like 150 um, hobbies that you can turn into jobs, something like that. And it was just a list of everything on there. Number 40. I'll never forget that. Number 40, start a podcast. Oh, wow. Right there. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> Not where we got our motivation or inspiration from. But hey, yeah. that's just cool. And it's because it just there's so many ideas out there and people want to just get so caught up in, oh, there's all these ideas, all these things out there. Just take a look at them. Some of them don't even cost money. Go start a blog. All right. Let's, you know, you know, you, you talk about that. Let's talk about like 3LE marketing. That was random. If, if, if you think about it, really think about what Adam Ashley Weaker did with 3LE. Yeah. And basically 3LE is um, just for you guys out there who don't know, which is like most people. <laughs> basically, it's a way of getting yourself out there on the internet. Yeah, it's marketing. It's, it's a company marketing. that helps other people market. And, it's, and the thing is, you know, I use it and I'm just like, these, these are all simple things 
that technically you can be taught, but you just don't get, you know, taught these things. But these people decided to make this to an app. And so through, with really marketing, it's just like, wow, they teach you how to do YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram whatever products you have, whatever you want to get out there into the world, into the internet, they teach you how to do that. Yeah. And they're actually really good people too. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're awesome people. You can reach out to them. But yeah, when I remember checking out that app and I was like, all these things, I was like, man, I do a lot of this stuff too. And then they have stuff on there. I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Like yeah. all these really cool things out there. And that's just it too. You know, you could just start a business teaching people stuff that you already know how to do. If you're someone like you love video games, you know, you could probably just make YouTube videos of good keyboards to get, good mouses to get, your recommendations on games and what to do. Stuff like that. Like if you were a complete utter weeb, maybe you could just start a <laughs> uh, a podcast or a YouTube videos on your favorite animes. Just stuff like that. That's, that's, like, a, that's a thing. It's a thing out there. I subscribe to them. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... And so what business should I start? What do you like doing? I'm not saying love doing, because people are like, oh, I don't know what I love doing. I love gaming. And they're like, well, then what's the chance of me uh, really becoming a successful Twitch, like a Twitch star? Okay. Well, it's zero because you're not going to do it. Yeah. If you don't do it, it's an automatic zero. <laughs> yes. Just so you know, like every, every essay I ever turned in or homework I ever turned in, I always got a percentage on it. If I never did it, I got a flat zero. So you're consistent at times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you know what? Going back to what you said, you know, that has a lot to do with failure. You weren't afraid to fail. Yeah. Let's say you turn in a, a ass and, you know, essay and, you know, you got like a 60, 60% on it. Okay. You got a remedial grade. That's fine. But you turn in the next one, you got an 80%. You only get better through time. So that goes back to what he said earlier. Don't be afraid to fail because when you do fail, that's when the miracles happen because you can go back to the drawing board and realize, okay, I didn't do this correctly. So let me do this better. And mm -hmm. that's something I will say to a lot of our kids out there who are listening, the young people who are like below 18 or who are thinking about these grand ideas. Don't be afraid to get that 60% because then you can get that 80% later. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's something too, is like, again, let's kind of redefine failure in that. Cause again, like to me, a failure was like, oh, our video quality is not 4k. Like that was a, that, I thought of that, like the whole, like part of that walk, like it would come back, like, oh, we're going 4k. How many podcasts out there have 4k on the videos? You, like, you know what I mean? Like I was thinking about the Pablo Escobar meme when he's looking out, <laughs> he just looks depressed. <laughs> Like just stuff like that. Like your, your failures, and I should say like failures, um, they're just in your head, honestly. Like, yeah, um, I've probably lost a little bit of money when I made some websites. I was like, oh, that didn't do as well as I wanted it to. But you know what? Like, like I've already bought the website. I can always make it again. I can go back and I can change things about it. Yeah. And it's that easy. And, and let's talk about, you know, you mentioned wasting money. One thing I've learned is that especially, you know, because I'm trying to, you know, do exactly what he's doing when it comes to online, you know, marketing. Because I actually like that idea. And uh, I was thinking to myself, how much money do we waste on just DoorDash? You know, to, to, so, so to me, if you were to put money into like a failed business, that's more money well spent than putting it in a DoorDash or something that you just don't actually technically need. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, if I had, you know, hundreds of dollars, I would definitely have no issue with throwing it away into a, you know, a new page or new, you know, new marketing ideas and whatnot, as long as I'm growing and learning from that. To me, that's money well spent. At least that's my opinion. Anyway, what do you think about that, Tom? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And one thing too about waste of money, I'm going to say it because I'm one of them. Well, I didn't get the full uh, debt, but people who went to college for, let's just say, underwater basket weaving. And Is that a real thing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no that's just the joke. It's something that they <laughs> thought they wanted to use and now they're not. I know there's a, a statistic out there somewhere where it was like 60, between 60 and 80% of people who went to college with, with that degree, like in, in mind, whatever they majored in, are in a job that has nothing related to that degree. I've heard those stories. And it's yeah. 
like now you're like, oh, I wasted this money. I'm in lots of debt. There's a lot of people out there. And now, and now we can go into the whole like, well, you put yourself in that hole. Like we can say that about self-accountability. But regardless, the debt has to be paid off. And people are like, well, like, did I waste my money? And you might feel that way. And if you do feel that way, then your best way to do is really get a grasp of your own life. Get control of your own money. And that's starting something. Yeah. Um, that's I, it. Actually. Real quick, that's like a lot of YouTubers actually. Cause they they'll all if you follow them, they'll tell you a lot of what they did. Like, oh yeah, I went to college for this and this, but now I'm making videos. And these are like really successful YouTubers. So yeah. that's that's the thing. So you, there's always the way to recover your money. And I'm a I'm a college dropout. Like I did not I couldn't. And I went it. to junior college. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're canceled again. Oh sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, stop. <laughs> and that's why. You know, <laughs> but I didn't graduate. Okay, just two semesters. That's it. You got so, two semesters under your belt. I think I got like three or four. Yeah, that's right. Say <laughs> <laughs> so with your chest, <laughs> and that's it. You know, some people that's all they got. And maybe if you just you went for one semester and like that was dumb. And I know for a lot of people, and I, I had a moment of like this, an episode of if I can't make it through college, which thousands of people are doing every year, what am I going to do? Game over, man. Game over. Right. Like you just wonder and you sit there like, what am I going to do? I don't have the education other people have. And yet I still have to compete in this world. Well, funny enough, the people with degrees go to, they get a high paying job and then there's stuff they don't want to do like picking up dog poop. And then that high paying job now goes to you. Some of that money gets siphoned (laughs) off to you to go pick up their dog poop because they don't want to do it. I went to college. Well, I'm not going to pick up dog poop. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. It's funny. You meet a lot of people who get degrees, but they don't know how to change their own oil in their car or people who don't know how to even you know, power wash properly. All these small things, these small trades, these small little hobbies that you have. And that's what turns into a business. And so it's great. I, I love the idea. If people want to go to college and do stuff for themselves, wonderful. But if you didn't go, like there's plenty of stuff you can still do because no matter what happens in this world, people are going to be lazy mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's things they don't want to do. Cor- correction, I- Tom. I'm going to be lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm someone right now. I'm like, I would like I helped my brother with his window washing business. I would never pay someone to come wash my windows unless like I had a huge house and I really didn't want to. Um, but that being said, I'm someone who didn't want to drive 10 minutes down the road to Mobetta's and go get it. I had a DoorDasher bring it to me. So just because like you might have some people around you who are like, oh, I wouldn't pay for that. That does not mean there's another 10 down the road who would pay you for it, whatever that might be. Oh, yeah. And also, just going to say, there's a lot of people who do things off the record. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying that, nothing, not to be illegal or anything, but I'm saying, you know, there are things out there, Tom, like, for example, people who do hair and nails in their house, you know, regardless yeah. of the rules behind that, you know, there's a lot of people who will pay money. For example, I used, when I got my dreads years ago, I used to go to a place in Oakland to get my hair did at someone's house. Yeah, yeah, it was right there in someone's house. Exactly. Right I don't think they had a degree in it. They just paid. Or my mom just paid them. They just did it. Right. And so there are people who also who do nails in their house. So people out there who are into like you know the beauty business, just start practicing on yourself and family members, and then you know start then start I guess slightly charging your friends like hey for ten bucks I will do your nails, and if you don't like it, money back guarantee sort of thing. You yeah. know. That's the start small. Well, you know, it's things like we, we, we all have something we're smart and I totally believe that. So you're like, well, I wasn't good at math. wasn't good at English. Okay. Well, were you good at history? Well, yeah, I like learning that. Well, do you know there's tutors that are needed out there? People need tutors. So what if you started like yourself as an independent contractor going around and being a tutor? And then from there, when you find people like, oh yeah, like, I want to do that same thing. Oh, well now you can take on more volume and you can start hiring people on too. It's not the most difficult thing in the world, but you just got to kind of get out of your own mind that you're not going to be a like a CEO having to wear suits in front of huge conferences exactly. one day. Get that out of your mind. <laughs> my my guys, Tom, 
We're not Jeff Bezos. Okay. Right? We're not Elon Musk, not Donald Trump, whoever you like or dislike. We're not that CEO. Right. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> exactly. It's, but it's going to be something where like, yeah, you can make plenty of money for yourself on the side, hopefully enough to where you don't have to go to work for someone else. And then when you could probably employ people as they are going through like colleges or when they just want a little side hustle, you know, helping people in those sorts of situations as well. You know, and I, I'm someone who totally believes in karma. You know, what goes around comes around. And when you help people, I believe that good karma is going to come back to you. Yeah. I don't, so for me, um, in fact, I remember reading that when I was a kid. So I told a story on one of my previous podcasts that I did not know it was okay to be successful. Like, I did not know you oh, could yeah, be wealthy. So I remember I'd read this book, too, after that story. It was like the five things to become a millionaire. My brother had gotten that book years ago, like a very long time ago. And I had just found it and I was just doing nothing with my life. It was a small book and I was like, all right, well, let's read it. I read the book and I loved it. And a big part of it was giving back. And he, even he said it too, he's like, whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, karma, you do good things, it comes back to you. And he said, pay, pay it forward. So some people are like, that sounds stupid and whatever. Like, you know, I'm not going to tell people what to do. All I know is that he was so adamant about it, which one, he was adamant about budgeting. And then he was adamant about giving back any opportunity you can and not cheating people being honest. And that seems to some, so many people like, Oh, all businessmen are just like these liars. Like people near the 1%, they're all liars. Well, I have a buddy whose dad is definitely in that 1%. And he'll say to this day, Honesty is what has saved his dad from lawsuits. Honesty is what has saved his dad with relationships uh, that has just done him so much good because he was an honest man, but yet he's in that 1%. And so it's just not all true. Of course, we, we look at the, all the bad ones that have been liars, who have cheated, who have you know messed with the system a little bit, and they've probably screwed over some people. But you can be an honest person and still go a far way in your life. Or if that's not what you're looking for, and you're just like, I just want to make enough money to where I'm just my own boss. I can go jet skiing every week if I want to. Just something like that, something small. Then you can do that too. I don't think it's, you don't have to create a new idea. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just got to go out there and start small, brick by brick. And that's how you build up your company. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, one guy who uh, I met in Florida, Tom, his name was uh, Marcus Smith, you know, former... Uh, military air force but he's a barber and he does that on the side and he wants to make it a, a main thing he wants to go to barber school and so that's something he's doing now but he, you know when i first moved to florida and started working at that child's you know daycare facility i call it daycare but lockdown facility i remember you know he would always tell people okay i do haircuts and so if you guys want to you know want to get your haircut come over to my house and get it done so a lot of people, including the administrator, got his haircut at his house. And he did a good job, such a good job that he actually kind of got a contract job with the uh, the facility. So he would do the kid's hair for a certain amount of money. Right. And so I was like, wow, he's not even a, leg a legitimate barber. He doesn't have a degree for it yet. But on the side, they were like, okay, since you do such a good job as a side hustle, here is your opportunity here to cut these kids' right? hair. And people see, yeah. And these are like kids, and this is like a 70, 80, you know, kid facility. So that's a lot of money he's racking in on the side. Yeah. And so just, you know, kind of go back to what you said earlier about, you know, you know, motivating people, you know, he motivated the administrator to be like, oh, you do such a good job. This is pay you you know, to do, to do these kids' hairs. And so he does a great job. So that's something, you know, I was, I was just thinking about earlier, the small yeah. jobs and side hustles. And just being good at what you do. Like I said, go to YouTube University. <clears throat> People are always putting stuff on YouTube, which is like new ways of, of doing XYZ job. 
and you can learn new things that way and you'll figure stuff out as you're doing it. And when people see that you're adamant about like your work, when your name is on your work and you are going to do a good job at it, they want to support that. The work praises the man at the end of the day. And just like for your friend who like with that barber, you know, he did a good job. And so people saw like, because he did a good job, like his reward wasn't just, he got one customer out of it, but he got 70 or 80 from the sounds of it. Oh yeah, no, he did. Yeah. And so let's see some of the stuff we talked about already, which was power washing, window washing, picking up dog poop, tutoring, you know, being, you know, doing hair. There's something out there for everyone. Even it's video game tutorials. If it's sitting there and just doing uh, YouTube videos on your favorite anime characters or how to even get set up. People have said, you guys should just do a uh, video of how to get set up on a podcast. I'm like, okay, like I'll we'll yeah. probably do that then. Because if people like us can figure it out, yeah. might as well teach others. Because <laughs> the fact that we got as far as we have is pretty amazing. And so don't get overwhelmed by this idea that your business is like, it, it has to be the next top notch thing. It's not going to be, it doesn't need to be. You just need to be passionate about what you're doing. Even if you're not passionate about the work itself, you are passionate that it is yours, that what you do is your name on it. Exactly. Like, to, to be honest, as much as I, you know, joke about picking up shit, I don't actually want to pick up shit, okay? No, who does? <laughs> who wakes up? All my life. Exactly. <laughs> All my life, I like shit. No, that's not me. But something I've noticed is I don't mind doing the manual labor because it's easy money. And plus, too, it, you know, a part of it is kind of fascinating. Like, huh. You know, you have people who will sit here and pay you $25 plus to pick up poop. That's fascinating yeah. to me. It's like, wow, that's a simple job. Just pick it up. That's it. <laughs> okay, you don't got to use your hands probably. I don't know about that. We can discuss that <laughs> later. But, um, yeah, so just kind of wrapping it up now with all this whole thing is you're sitting there and you're wondering, what business would I even start? What business should I start? And you got to just take a look at the small things. Are you willing to sit there and just read? Because people will pay you $25 to read their essays. College kids want to pass and they just, they they need that good grade. I might start that myself. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I just live down the street, you know, from BYU, might as well. And honestly, like, and we'll do another one of these videos where we go into like detailed marketing of what to do. And it's not hard. There's so many tools out there, especially nowadays, just Google alone has removed so many hurdles that it's really easy to get your name out there. And so maybe that's what we'll, maybe we should do something like that on the podcast. So in case you're like, you guys are liars or you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe we should start a business, be completely transparent about the whole thing, just in front of people, build it in front of them. And then we're just like, Hey, this is our results this week. This is our results in two weeks, three weeks, a month from now. And like, just that, I'm that way they can there. see it's like, we're growing it in front of people and it doesn't have to be the hardest thing in the world. You just got to put in a little bit of elbow grease and be funny, right? be funny, be you, be, if, if you're an introvert and you're like, oh, I don't have the personality though to, to go out and be in front of people. All right. There's plenty of stuff online that needs to be done. People don't care how funny you are when you have to proofread their essays. They don't give a crap. Right. They just want to make sure though, like, are you able to articulate a proper sentence and can you catch uh, improper grammar and punctuation? Just stuff like that. There's, there's something out there for everyone. And you're not going to create the next Walmart or Target. If you do, good for you. <laughs> Screw me. Do right. it. If that's what you want, do it. All I'm saying is... Like, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm just saying, though, like, if you put that in your mind, that like, it has to get that big and that brings on the sense of anxiety, just leave that at the door. You, like I did. I had to learn to leave it at the door every time we post a YouTube video or put something up on the podcast of all the things that could go wrong. Maybe some something will eventually go wrong. And you have to understand that one, people are going to be more understanding than you think they will be because they understand too, like you're human, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. We're not shooting in 4k. Um, 
someone was talking to us about our our mixer and our microphones and they said yeah you guys got the good stuff you didn't get like the greatest but you got okay stuff i was like okay like and i said well how do we sound he's like you sound great that's good that's and so it's at the end of the day it's like i could be sitting here like oh we don't have like the, the best mixer or our microphones aren't the best but really like I think some of our first comments were, man, you guys' voice, it sounds so smooth. Some of our first uh, comments on YouTube. And really, people are going to be understanding in those mistakes that you make and how imperfect you are. And you have to be patient with yourself because when you fail or you don't get money as fast as you thought you would, um, you know, you could just talk yourself down as easily as possible. And you got to be able to, to knock that off. And I think kind of ending this with positive uh, self-affirmations. You know, like I, this will grow into something. I can do hard things. I can work for myself. I don't have to work for someone my whole life. Now, if you want to get into like the whole argument, then it's like, well, what about insurances? Like, you know, I have a job, I have a family, I need insurance. And of course, that's that's a whole nother beast that we can get into another time dealing with that. And obviously, I don't have my own company that has its own insurance yet. But um, that's something that I think we even we could learn about and get into that. And that eventually, I think people should step away and do something for themselves. <clears throat> yeah so anyway eric you got anything else you want to say to the people about what business they should start yeah I just just real quick uh just basically what you just said just don't be afraid you know to fail people like i said earlier i think that's the hugest hurdle that this tears apart someone's dreams and ideas in this world is failure failure isn't a bad thing failure means you can get better all right before there was a car there was a trashy car <laughs> right? before there was anything that you like. Now there was a trashier version of it from the, from the flip phone to the iPhone. Oh, we've perfect. come a long way right? from AOL to Yahoo to Gmail to what knee insert mail we've gotten better. Well, you know, what's funny too, is I feel like people like simpler things. I've actually been seeing this. I don't know what it's called, but it's a phone. It's kind of shaped like an iPhone, but it's it's really simple. It's meant to cut out social media. And, you know, we can do a whole topic on that, mm. too, where it's like how social media causes like some mental health issues. But um, it's just meant to be a phone, just calls, text and music. That's all you can do on it. Oh, it has like a calendar and a calculator. I had a flip phone like that a couple years ago in Florida. So just a regular flip phone. Maybe that was it. I don't yeah. know. But for some people, they like that simpler lifestyle because it removes the other BS out of their lives. It removes negativity. It removes time wasters, stuff you don't need. I know I could do better with that. I need to. I need to do better at that. Yeah, again. I see you on Instagram with that green light. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> man, I get caught up watching TikToks on there sometimes, man. I'm just laughing my butt off. Uh, and that's one thing, too. If you're close to me, I send you I send you videos on I'm, Instagram. I've seen them. <laughs> Eric's been the recipient of most of them. Oh yeah, but I, but like I said earlier, just again, don't be afraid to fail. And if any of you guys need help, you know, me and Tom's are always here to help you. I, he likes encouraging people. I like hyping up people. I like being the really retarded person who just goes out of his way to just get you out there because there is so much potential that each individual person has, but yet we just don't share that light with others. And a lot of people need that. And I hope something too is that when people hear this, that they're like, well, I thought about doing this. Like they just put in the comments or they message us directly on the Instagram account. It's like they message us like, okay, well, we'll give you our first ideas of what you should do to start out. This is what I did to start out. And here's what you do. And people will just kind of take that one little bit at a time because I know it's scary. Each step looks like you're jumping between cliffs and it's really not. It's baby steps and it grows. And when momentum grows and people start seeing you, in my personal opinion, what I've seen in myself it starts growing to where everyone wants to support you. And you're like, oh, wow, like this is growing into something I didn't think it could. And so anyway, I don't want to ramble on too long about that. And yeah, that's all I had to. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Ogre in the podcast or the Ogre in the Ass podcast. You know, we always enjoy being here in the swamp talking to y'all. Uh, but, you know, until next time, stay the hell out of our swamp.